We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to Gaming Golf for the Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, I'll, you know, basically Tory Pines is what we're talking about here. Jeff Erickson, Scott Jenstad with us today. Jeff Ritter is uh, on a delayed flight somewhere in the air over Eastern Georgia. Last we heard, he did send us his picks, um, so he, he's not like he's protesting or anything like that. But not, you know, over uh, a pretty brand name free uh, tournament last week, at least on Sunday, Scott. Didn't see too much of Rom. Didn't see too much of Cantlay. It was kind of smaller names and Hudson Swafford bringing it home. Yeah, I'm more than anything is a looking for gambling and, and DFS. Happy to get past those last couple events. I think they're they're tough. I really like this is my favorite like four week stretch of the of the golf season. I love the uh, I love the California courses. I love Pebble. I love yep. uh, I love Tory. I love the uh, I love the Phoenix tournament uh, Super Bowl weekend. So this is like a really fun and good stretch for me. You get a lot of good players. I think we have. Six of the top 10 in the world of this tournament, uh, 14 of the top 25. A few people are still over in the Middle East uh, collecting some cash, but uh, it's a really good field, uh, really tough course. You know, I'm, I'm, it's ha- I'm good, happy to get away from the, you know, the minus 28 winning tournament. So uh, I think it's, it's easier from a handicapping perspective, too. Like last week, we talked about tournament's tough because literally anybody can win. Um, we're back to a place now where not everybody can win this tournament. That's right. And uh, John Rom likes that. We know that after his rant the other day about uh, course setup. And, you know, like, I mean, you know what you're getting into when you go out to the desert. I mean, sure. at least uh, to Palm Springs, at least. So, I mean, I, I get his point, but at the same time, you knew what was going to happen. Don't right. sign up if you don't want to, if you don't like that. Um, but anyways, uh, I am, you know, and the other big thing here is, and you and I are both super excited about this upcoming weekend for other reasons. We love yep. this tournament, but Sunday we're going to be a little occupied. We uh, are, we're, we're not going to be occupied, Jeff. This tournament starts on Wednesday and ends on Saturday. No, that's my point. Oh, uh, we're, oh I, I got you. I thought, I thought you were going to be, we're going to we be a little busy on. on Sunday. Uh, yes, and we don't have you. to worry about it now. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a Wednesday to sun, Saturday tournament. And pretty, pretty they did smart this. Move, pretty smart move by the PGA, right? Yeah. Very smart move by the PGA. And uh, pretty impressed that uh, 
they saw some reality here and instead of like fighting against it they're like okay let's max out and you can do that because you know weather's going to agree with you in san diego for the most part we've had the brant snedeker championship year weather wasn't so agreeable that day and that actually was a big reason why getting out early mattered so much in that that tournament but uh for the most part that's the way it works out um so how many how many people in one and duns and dfs uh forget to enter the lineup in time this week Got it. Got to be a decent five, percentage, solid five percent. Right? Yeah. yeah, maybe even ten percent. It's funny because um, I actually have a I have a little reminder in my calendar every Wednesday night to like check those things. And I, so we're doing the show, so I'll remember. But yeah, I can see how a lot of people would forget that. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I, I I'm going to remind myself to do my one and done pick and my DFS lineups. Make sure they're all in today. Uh, you will have if you're on the East Coast, at least you have a little bit of time in the yeah. morning. Uh, but uh, yeah, us West Coast folks. Yeah, we got to jump on it right away. So let's jump on this tournament here. First of all, on Thursday or Wednesday, Thursday, almost <laughs> did it there. Uh, they split the two, the two courses, north and south, for this big field. Uh, and there's an obvious qualitative difference. The the north is a lot easier than the south. I wouldn't say easy, but the south is tough. It's one of the longest courses on the on the longest tracks on the tour. Yep. Maybe not as tricked up as it was in the U.S. Open last year, but you're not going to – it's going to benefit big hitters quite a bit. And even on the north side, you need to have some distance too. Did you did you play the north or south when you played? I played the south oh, uh, awesome. a week after the tournament too, for that oh, matter. Oh, gosh, that's tough. Uh, no, but it was great because yeah. it was in pristine shape. I mean, the fairways were carpet. It was crazy. And they were taking down the bleachers while we were oh, playing awesome. a little bit. Um, you know, and some, you know, not every, not every hole, but it was kind of cool to see that. Um, I, uh, I went to the U S open last year on Friday at this place. It's just a beautiful course. It's awesome. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it was amazing. But you mentioned uh, the two courses. I mean, it's it, the thing I like about this a little bit, at least is that they play the South three times. So it's a little bit different than, you know, last week or when you get pebble, you like three different courses. They play one each and then last round, last round, like the, everybody gets to North once. It's very, uh, very fair, very equitable, but you better, you know, you better shoot three or four under on the North if you're going to compete because the, the South is uh, the South, as you mentioned, is a beast. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. And uh, yeah, so shots gained approach, shockingly enough, is the yep. stat we're going to be looking at. I think distance off the tee is important. I mean, I, I, you can, you don't have to be a monster hitter to win it. Patrick Reed is not a monster hitter, but you know, he's insanely good around the greens, first of all. And it's not like he, he's a short hitter either. Uh, same with Mark Leishman the year before. You're not going to see, I don't know, let's just throw a spitball name. Kevin Na. I don't think this is a great spot for him. Yeah, I think you have to hit a deep. I mean, people always mention the Brent Snedeker year, but like that was an insane year where everybody else took got the wind and he like finished his round early. And they I think they finished like a little bit late. So it was like one of those weird things that you look at, you're like, can't be Brent Snedeker one here. Always play has a history of playing well here, but like it was a situation where the wind blew and it was a different tournament than it is normally. But um Almost always, you're going to need to hit the ball really far here to have a chance. We saw it at the U.S. Open last year. We you can get kind of just cross guys off who can't hit the ball far. It's just one of those things. It's really hard. You're going to end up with like 200 yard approaches out of the rough, and it's just you're just such a huge disadvantage if you can't hit the ball uh, pretty deep here. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, I, I think uh, with that in mind, let's break down the field here. There are yeah. six golfers in the top in the five digit bracket, starting off with Rom at 11-2. One great course history here, first of all. Won the U.S. Open here last year. Uh, you know, he's always competitive here. This is a, a big, big, big deal here uh, that this is his setup here. 
you got to start with him at 11 2, Justin Thomas 10 9, Hideki at 10 6, DJ at 10 3, Xander at 10 1, and Berger at 10,000. What's what jumps out to you on this uh grouping here, Scott? So what jumped out to me is a, a little bit of game theory, I think. I think that Rom and Xander are going to be very popular. I think they're going to be the two from this range that everybody's going to try and uh, try and use. Obviously, you mentioned Rom won the US Open last year, but like he won, he won here in 2017. He's been what top seven the last three years. The course history is amazing. He's playing amazing. He's the clear number one in the world. Um, Xander was the runner up here last year, then seventh at the US Open. He had a history of not playing well in his hometown, has kind of erased that last uh, last year or two. Um I think I'm going to switch and pivot off both those guys. I'm going to go Justin Thomas instead of Rahm at almost the same price. I really like how Thomas hit the ball at Kapalua. He gained 6.4 uh, shots tee to green. Lost strokes putting, and that's kind of why he only finished fifth. Three top tens last four events. He was 19th here at the U.S. Open. I just think you're going to get JT at like half the half the ownership of Rom, and I really like uh, I really like playing that strictly a game theory advantage. And then um, with Xander, I'm going to pivot off there. If the people that go there, I'm going to go Daniel Berger at uh, at exactly 10,000. I love how Berger's hitting the ball. I mean, he was awesome at uh, TOC hitting the ball. 9.6 T to green, 6.4 shots gained approach. He just putted terribly. He lost 3.7 shots uh, shots putting. Otherwise, he wins that tournament to, to start out the year. Um, I just love how he's hitting the ball. He's hit the ball. He's gained um, really heavily tee to green in five straight tournaments. I think he's hitting the ball better than anybody else on tour right now. And I love the fact that you're going to be able to get them, both JT and, and Berger, kind of half roster ship from, from Rahm and Xander. No, it's interesting in both these cases here. Berger did well in the U.S. Open last year, but yep. he barely plays here otherwise. And he's missed two cuts in his previous two outings here. It's not... Of course, that he's done well in the past, but he's also a different golfer now. I was I was gonna say I think he's a different player in the last uh, two years than he was the two or three years before that. Yeah, uh, DJ and, you, is- and you look at that. You look at that U.S. Open just to go back to that. He gained eight point three shots tee to green, six point seven on approach. Um, was right in the mix to win that tournament. He was he really hit it well here last year. Yeah, Dustin Johnson is making his two twenty twenty debut, twenty twenty two debut. Didn't play in the tournament champions because he didn't win last year because I had him last year. Um, I'm reminded of that constantly. It's talking about this with uh, Len Hochberg on the XM show today. And I got to ask you, does his Ryder Cup heroics play at all into when you're analyzing recent form with DJ? Does that like maybe give him a boost for the future? Yeah, I think a little bit. I mean, DJ's a guy that can you know roll out and win whenever he wants. I think if I was going to play DJ this week, rather than spending 10-3 on him on DFS, I would just bet him. Because I think if he plays well, he's got a chance to win. He's twenty-five to one this week. Like if you're gonna mm-hmm. if you're gonna take a take a stake in DJ this week, I think it's on betting the betting card rather than DraftKings. I just I like the fact that you know if he plays well, he's got a chance to win. If he doesn't play well, like it doesn't matter if you're he gonna your win equity is zero anyway. But if he, he's a little rusty. But if he plays well, if he's uh, on form, I think he's got a chance to win. And give me the twenty-five to one rather than playing over ten k form on on DraftKings. How I play DK, uh, DJ this week? That that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I I can see that there. I love Hideki. You know I do. I've got him on my roster this year. I, I think he's so priced high at 10-6. Uh, I, I, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that probably won't be rostered very high, though. Yeah, I mean, everyone's sure. going to look at that price and say, oh, I can't pay 10-6 for Hideki. Not when Rom's only 600 more. And by the way, 11-2 for Rom is actually a pretty good deal. I, yeah, he, they could have priced him up to 11, 6, 11, 7, 11, 8, and he's still, he's still in the mix for people. Hideki's wild. Like, if he puts anything like he did at Sony, he's, you know, chance to be one of the best players in the world. It's just a matter of, you know, he lost strokes on strokes putting in six straight tournaments before that one. 
then gained 7.3. Like, I think that's, uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw that out as an aberration rather than he's found the flat stick. Great player. I, I never argue against Hideki, but in the price range, I would just go elsewhere. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, 2019, he finished third here. Uh, otherwise, course history is just okay. Uh, but yeah, um, my, my, it's funny. I have my two best golfers. We're going to talk about the other guy in a second here. The, my other golfer, uh, that's a high price guy is Brooks Kepka, and his, Oof. you know, his, his indicators are not good for this course. And, uh, rec- I, I was, and recent form is less good. Right. Uh, I was yeah. looking at like gr- greens and reg accuracy. These are things you kind of, you know, have to pay attention to. The, the rough won't be us open bad, but this, this isn't a great setup for Brooks. We'll say that there. That's a good kickoff for our nine thousands. Yep. Uh, Bryson's at 99 burns at 97 Brooks at 96 Scotty Scheffler, 95 speed, 94, Sung JM 93, Zalatoris 92, Finau 991, and Mark Leishman champ two years ago at 9,000. Uh, anyway, I said, I, I don't like, as much as I don't like Brooks, I do like Sam Burns quite a bit this in this t- setup here. I like this tournament for him. Uh, I do too, and I love Sam Burns, but boy, it's it's weird to see his name among the other guys in 9,000. Price just, higher it, than Brooks, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't like, I, mean, I know he played so well down the stretch and so well last year, but it's, just, it's still... It's still tough to click that name when you're like, I can go Brooks or Bryson or Smith or any of those guys in the range. But uh, yeah, it's hard to argue. You have to kind of take that name brand out of there. It's hard to argue against uh, against Sam Burns. I ran, I'm looking at my model here that I ran. I just did last 24 rounds with the key stats and he comes up fourth. So it's not like he doesn't fit right in the mix here. Yeah. Uh, that was like, it was like, okay, do I plunk down on that? Yeah. If I do, then I pretty much, I mean, that, that, I can't go for Rom. I can't pay up for JT either. I feel like if I'm paying up for Burns, because that's just going to leave me too, too little for my next few golfers. That's the way I look at it. I, I can maybe do like a Burger Burns combo, which just kind of sounds good, Burger Burns. But uh, you know, <laughs> flows well. I don't, yeah, it, it fits, and and it, I I like their I like the how does your model has to like Burger too, right? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it here. Burger is yeah. Uh, 27th but it's just the, the the shots gained putting have been really rough over the last 24 rounds but like you look at tita greenies third proximities ninth like it's a lot of the a lot of the ball striking stats are very much there with burger right now yeah so uh what else in this nine thousand dollar tier uh is jumps out at you so just so we're just as we're talking about looking at the numbers here uh we talked about brooks 9600 uh he comes up at 118th in the model over the last 24 rounds so uh definitely recent form is not there i'm not playing there uh, the guy that I'm going to here in this range for sure and likely betting also this week is Scotty Scheffler. Um, he was uh, he was T7 here uh, last year. I think that was in the U.S. Open, right? I think it was, he was T7 in the U.S. Open. Um, he's miscut twice here before, but I think he's a different player also. Plays well in tough courses, tough fields. Um, he had two top fours in the swing season. He was uh, he was 25, 25th there last week in the regular tournament. Uh, really nice tee to green numbers. Uh, I just think we're looking at a, a Scotty Scheffler year where I'm going to try and play him at, at these kind of tough events, tough courses. 9,500 I think is a good price. I think he's going to break through with a big win at one of these tournaments. Um, I like him. He's 25 to 1 in some places. Um, so I'm definitely going to play him. Guy, I want to ask you about it is, is Tony Finau. It's kind of a weird, like, do you go with recent form or course history? Look at course history at the Farmers. He's 7 for 7 making cuts at this tournament all in the top 25. Like that's a bonkers history, but missed the yep. cut at the U S open. It's kind of weird. Everybody loved him last year. at The U S open then missed the cut. Um, not really good to start the year. He was 19th at Kapalua. That's a limited field 40th at the Amex. So like making cuts, but not really helping right. out at the price. Hasn't hit it great last five tournaments. How much do you weigh the, you know, not playing great last month and a half or two months rather than 
a history of seven years really balling out at this tournament. I probably weigh the former more. Yeah. I think recent forms more important. Give me Will Z for a hundred more than 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 Fino. If I'm that was go that, that was the other guy I had highlighted and bolded here. I mean, just uh, hit, finished what uh, T six last week. Finished uh, seventh here last year. Hits it far. He's like he's top twenty in the field in driving distance. Uh, hit it great last week. Five point seven gain. T to green. Three point seven approach. Just lost some putting strokes. Probably would have won that tournament otherwise. Um, I think I agree. I think I go. I think I go. Will C. Will Z this week over Fino and over Sung Jay right above him. Yeah, I, I. What do you think about the idea of going two nines, maybe instead of a instead of a ten thousand dollar player? Uh, I like it. I think I will definitely play around with some of those lineups. I'll have to see as we get lower in the sixes if there's enough guys I like to go. Uh, you know, a ten and a nine, but it gets it gets pretty squirrely pretty fast. Yeah, I don't think I can go like I did at uh, Wiley uh, and go with uh, three nines and three sevens. I don't think I can pull that one off, uh, but we'll see. Uh, maybe some more speed. What do you think about speed? Yeah, I just can't do it. In, the, in this range, I just like the other guys more. He just uh, not hitting it especially well right now. Did not play well at the tournament champions. Lost 4.4 shots on approach. Yeah. Um, lost off Tita Green. I just, I mean, Spieth can always, it always get hot and do well, but uh, I just think I prefer the other guys in the range. When you're, and you're talking price here, he's not cheap. Um, I think I just prefer other guys uh, here. Okay, fair enough. Eight thousands. Uh, but, but before we go to the eight thousands, a quick note from our Blue Wire sponsor. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes 
ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right. Happy to be on the Blue Wire Network once again, uh, hosting all of our gaming golf podcasts. Uh Eight thousands. Taylor Gooch, eighty nine hundred. Corey Connors missed the cut. For my one and done. I'm over two and one and done. I really suck this year on one and done. He's at eighty eight. Not 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 bitter, angry, or holding on to that at all. But uh, then I let it go because I think about my Bengals. So we're good. All right, Patrick Reed, eighty seven. <laughs> Matthew Wolf, uh, your more bitterness, eighty five. Max Homa, eighty four. Biz Wiedenhut, eighty three. Matt Maverick McNeil McNeely, eighty two. Ryan Palmer, an eighty one. Scott, I'll start with you. What do you like this time? Uh, so Matthew Wolf is an interesting one. He was just played terribly on Thursday at the stadium oh. course at the Amex. I mean, he lost he lost 7.1 uh, shots to Green in that one round and 4.8 approach. Like, he was just horrible. You and I were ch- chatting about it. We're like, oh, my God, Wolf's three over after four and then hit two balls in the water the next hole. So it was like he was he was dead already. Came back a little bit. I think he had a minus. Uh, he was minus five on Thursday, but just – couldn't quite get there. So he's a tough one for me. Look at how he played last week, though. He was 8 for 18 on greens and regulation on Thursday, but then 15 for 18 Friday, 14 for 18 Saturday. He's playing really well in the fall. Huge driving distance here. He's third in the field in, in driving distance if you took in the top 24 rounds. Was yeah. in contention at the U.S. Open last year, finished 15th. Like So it's that hard. Like A lot of stuff lines up really well for Wolf this week, but then I look at last week and how bad he was. And it's like, was it just a bad Thursday? And then you figure played really right Friday and Saturday, knew he wasn't going to make the cut and kind of got out of there. But it's a tough, uh, tough one on Wolf because I think at the price, 8,500, the talent is is really good for the price right here. But where are you on Wolf right now? Well, it's funny because I had him in two of my three lineups on DK last week. I had a you that, 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 that sweet, sweet Connors Wolf combo. Oof. Uh, so, that was a rough uh, Thursday. My, my Cantlay lineup actually cashed, but uh, my Wolf and Connors ones, ugh, not so much. Now, do you do the he owes me approach or do you do the runaway approach? And I guess you have, you do the digging like you did and look yeah. at the underlying stats. If you think 85 is a value, then I think you go back to the well a little bit, right? Especially if, you, if you're trying to find something that fits. Uh it's, Honestly, it's, it's what I'm doing. I'm going back to the well. I think the price is good. And I think there's enough to me to kind of throw out that one round and, and see where mm-hmm. we see where we go going forward. I don't I don't think he'll be all that popular because I think people are a little bit scarred from last week when he was popular. Corey Connors is interesting too, in in that same sort of vein. Uh you know, he you know, he hits he always hits the ball well. You look at like you know, greens and reg, you look at shot shots gained approach. This is this is the type of course he should probably do well at. Uh, missed the cut at the U.S. Open last year. Uh, Farmers Insurance, he was 37th last year. You know, not not a whole lot of good course history or anything like that. So I'm kind of, I think I'm probably good enough to stay away from Corey Connors this week. There's a lot of weeks I like Corey Connors in a week where you have to hit the ball far. He's 83rd in this field in driving distance. I think it's just a, a week that I will, uh, it will not be a Connors week for me just based on the fact that he's not a huge hitter and he's still 8,800. So he's still, you know, kind of priced for how well he hits the ball. But uh, I think, uh, I think the driving distance is, is enough to take me away from him this week. I'll tell you a guy who I am going to probably be uh, rostering this week. That's Ryan Palmer uh, at 81. Uh, talk, good. You want to talk course history. There you go. Yeah, uh, of course, that's the problem is he, he could be super chalky too, right? 
Uh, I think but, the price at least helps him a little bit. If he was like seventy five hundred, I think everybody would have him over eight thousand. But I still he's got he has two seconds here. Um, played really well at Sony, gaining six point six T to green. Hits it far. Um, you know he was I think he was seventh in tour last year in par five scoring, which is big here. You got to convert on the par fives. Um, I, I I think that you're right. He's probably gonna be pretty popular. I think every, I, I've seen a lot. I've seen his name come up on Twitter a bunch of times already. Yeah, uh, Patrick Reed, the defending champ, actually hits it. Shorter than Christian Bezuidenhut, who I was going to mention as a stay away because of his lack of distance. Yeah. Uh, but yet he won last year. Uh, so, I mean, it's, yeah, it's he, like- he just he, he putted his ass off and won. And he's so, I mean, the, the greens are small here too. So, if you're an elite around the green kind of guy, like you're going to miss some, you're going to miss some uh, greens, especially if you're deep back in the fairway and you, you don't hit it far. But when you're so good around the greens like Reed is, you can kind of overcome that in a, in any yeah. week, but the other guy I like in this range, I do like Mav McNeely at 8,200. Yep. Um, hit it really well at Sony, but was just brutal around the green, struggled there, but gained 4.6 T green, 4.4 off the T. Look at it's just he's he's warm right now. There's a last 15 starts, he only has one missed cut, nine top 25s, finished 15th here last year, so got a good feel for the place. Um, I think 8,200, he's the he's probably the guy that you know, if I had to pick him or Palmer, I think I'd go McNeely just to be a little bit different. And I think that they, sure. they're, they're about the, the same. Yeah. yeah, about the same for me in how I think they'll finish. So I think I'd probably just take the guy who's maybe half as popular. I think that makes sense. Uh, and, it, you know, he actually is a better putter than Palmer, too. Uh, so if for for whatever that's worth, by nearly two strokes per round. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that could be another factor there. Okay, let's move into the 7,000s here. Again, it's too voluminous to mention them all by name so i who jumps out to you in this grouping i've got one guy actually i'm gonna i'm gonna go, answer my you go you first. go you go first francesco molinari oh, i'm gonna wow. go with the la based italian golfer who's playing very well i know uh it, you know he, he collapsed on 18 last week and otherwise would have gotten up top five uh finished tied for six instead uh but he, he plays well on the west coast He's in, he's got decent form now. You know, this is, you'll, you'll never get him this cheap again. I don't think at 7,600, I think he's going to fit in quite well uh, with allowing me to build, pay for another one of those $9,000 golfers. So that's, that's one guy I like. I do. I mean, you get a world-class player. If he's back at 7,600 is always a good thing. I do worry a little about his driving distance here. I don't know if he's sure. a great fit, but I think he's a guy that if he's playing well, can kind of play anywhere. Uh, I think at that same price, the guy that I think will be very popular is Luke List. Uh, he can absolutely bomb it. He was 22nd yep. last week, hit it pretty well. Um, bad putting, which you always get with Luke List. But, you know, two top 11s in the swing season, huge TDB numbers. I think he'll be popular. But there's actually two guys that I prefer in the 7,000s over the popular list. Um, starting a little bit higher, 7,900, I really like Keegan Bradley this week. Uh, last four, sure. four years here, he was fourth, fifth, 35th, and 16th. Hit it really well at Sony. Gained nine shots to green. Like, that's great ball striking. 4.4 approach. He lost 2.3 in putting, which is always the, you know, always the key experience. But uh, still finished 12th. You get anywhere near that for 7,900. That, that's a win right there. He's made four straight cuts here. Top 16 and three of four, uh, three of four here. So, like, plays well at this course. Hitting the ball well. I like that as an option. Hits his irons really high which is key with these smaller greens. He doesn't hit the ball a ton uh, off the, off the tees. Fine. But uh, hits the ball really high on his greens that, you know, that, uh, that will help on these greens. The other guy I like in this uh, range. Wait, wait, oh, go ahead. I'm going go to predict, I'm going to predict who you're going to like as the other guy in this range. Please, Can I do please that? Please do. Absolutely. 
Mito Pereira. No, actually not Mito. Oh. Almost every tournament I would go with Mito. But uh, the other guy I like here is actually a guy who's playing his first event this year. So it's a little risky, but played really well in the swing season. Um, he had, uh, I think, four top 26s, two top 10s. Huge tee to green numbers, though. Like, you look at the tee to green, he's six in this field. Last week around is Aaron Wise at 7,500. Yeah. Uh, I just like the recent form. I'm a little bit worried he hasn't played yet. That's the only thing that I'm a little scared about. He hasn't, uh, you know, hasn't played in any of the tournaments so far. But I think he's a guy that could be a breakout guy this year, too. You just look at how well he's hitting the ball over the last uh, the last few months in those swing season. I think that he, at 7,500, um, he sticks out to me as a guy who could, like, who could be a top 10 type guy this week. Yeah, everybody loves Aaron Wise, though, right? He was like everybody's sleeper going into the season. Yeah. I thought he was. Uh, and a couple of years ago, he was like the it guy coming out of college. I think he went to Oregon, if I have that right. But uh, I think this is I think this is a year, and I don't think we're going to see him at 7,500 for too much longer this season. I think he might be right about that. I'll, I'll make a case for prayer. No course Please history, do. unfortunately. But over 300 yards off the tee. Yeah. Greens and reg, nearly 75%, 74.6%. Seven, you know, I, I I think those two factors, that's the type of profile of a golfer that does well. I mean, the lack of course history is very concerning. Obviously, you don't know the nuances of the course and nuances of the course might be important. But I think he's, you could possibly sneak him in. Um, and I don't think too many people will be on him because it's a loaded field. Yeah, I think I, I think that works. I mean, he's a really, really good player. I think that uh, I, I would have no argument with playing Pereira. Um, I prefer Wise a little bit, but uh, they're probably kind of in the same bucket. Yeah. Why not both? You know, you it's can do true. that commercial, you right? Yeah. If you want to do my not the my patented nine seven plan, which isn't mine or patented, but uh, you know, we go. Uh, uh, it's my sighted plan. I think those two guys fit in. Okay. Are you uh, are you entertaining Ricky at seventy two hundred, or we got to get down to the six thousand? God, no. Even play him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I, playing him until he does something. I'm sorry. I, I, I hope he does knows well. How much, everybody knows how much I love Ricky, but losing ten point seven shots total last week, it's just. It's sadly just not there at the moment. I really hope he finds it, though. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Um, last week's champ, champ Hudson Swafford is at 7,200, by the way. Any interest in running it back with him? I just – I always ne- – I never like to run guys back, you know, unless you have a, a stud that wins. I just – I mean, he gained 6.4 shots putting last week. Like, he just was right. out of his mind putting. Hit it well, too, but um, not the type of guy that I'm going back to for, uh, for a repeat. Matt Jones at 72 interests you at all? I know that that was uh, Jeff Ritter sent us an email from the air and he, he liked uh, Matt Jones at the price for his current form. Um, not for me. Like he played really well at, at, uh, at TOC, but then not very well at Sony. I think uh, not for me. He's missed three or four cuts. Um, I kind of see that, uh, that TOC tournament where he gained 6.3 putting. It's kind of an aberration. Okay. Okay. We might as well give the rest of the Ritter picks here too. Uh, yeah. On the upper tier, he likes Xander. Um, obvious for obvious reasons. I mean, this is, this fits his, it's T green game made. He's made for Tory, even though he had that bad stretch, you know, he's, he's a native. He knows the course big time. Um, and he cured that last year too. So pretty, you know, not surprising. He's on that. His mid tier is also his one and done pick Mark Leishman. Um, and think that, you know, says season long sleeper picks win early if I don't land them on my fantasy team. So this is a good spot. I guess he didn't use leash earlier there. I thought you he guys he uh, he stepped aside and let me use him. Oh, okay, very good for the for the lovely thirty two thousand dollar thirty six place finish. Yes, there you go, there you go. All right, uh, let's go to the cheapies. Who do you like in the six thousands? Hey, these these this tournament is tough because you know if you when you get a major like there's guys in the sixes and sevens that are studs, but you have we have really good players in this tournament, but he kind of thins out a little bit. 
it's a tough range. Um, the guy that I first looked at, and I think he's probably going to be, you know, nobody's going to be popular down here, but maybe he's a little buzzy is Joseph Bramlett at 6,700 just because he bombs the ball. He's third in the field and driving his last, last 24 rounds and played well recently. He was 33rd yep. at Amex, uh, gained, uh, gained four shots, T green, three shots in approach with 20th at Sony gained 5.8 TD green, 5.1 in approach. Really, really nice numbers there. Yeah. Um, he's lost around the green putting the last three rounds. I think that you know, the last three events, I think you're going to get that with Bramlett, but um, you know, a guy that can make the cut can just bomb it. He has a little bit of advantage over some of these cheaper guys on the South course. I think that, you know, if you're going to go cheap down here, you probably want a guy that hits it pretty far and a guy that's playing well. So you get, you get a bomber who's in good recent form and you know, there's always, there's always a uh, little scars in the guys in 6,000s, but I think Bramlett kind of fits the, fits the profile this week. I think so too. I picked him up in our season long league. Oh, I don't, when you have a guy, I think we talked about this. Are you more inclined to roster a guy in DK uh, or bet on him if you have him on, have him on your roster? Probably because at some point I think he's I think he's worth of worthy of a roster spot and worthy of uh, worthy of having. So yeah, I probably do. I have eight guys going this week in our in our in our league, so I'm definitely going to mess that up in some way. Yeah, I got six. We, we and... I should say we start five. So there's uh, I've got to right. sit three, and it's going to be uh, it'll be interesting to figure out who I'm going to sit there. I mean, I are probably you, are, you play, are you playing Phil? Or are you going to sit him? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to talk <laughs> about there. Um, I'm right now. I'm starting him. Did he finish um, dead? Was he dead last last week, or did he get out of last? Yeah, at least he was the host of the tournament, though. He got that going for us. But <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh. Um, but there's so much course history here. Um, who is uh, who is your sixth option that would be instead of him? John Huh, who actually has pretty good course history. Uh, he he's a cut maker at this at this course. Uh, believe it or not. Um, and you know, making the cut in our league is, is still huge. It, yeah. he, he barely made it last year. He was 65th. Um, and obviously, and he actually played the U S open, didn't make the cut at the U S open. So, okay, there you go. So maybe there's, that's negative, uh, 45th in 2020. Yeah. I, I don't feel too bad about leaving him 25th yeah, in 2019. Missed, uh, missed the cut seven of his last 10 tournaments. Yeah. In fact, he might be a cut from my roster guy at some point too so yeah i'm waiting for this week got a couple of guys there's i have some young guys in my roster i want to see one more tournament before i decide to cut some guys but yeah. the other guy's interesting here in, in under seven thousand is kyle stanley he's he's one that doesn't hit it a ton so you you know the iron he's a really good iron player so he can he can maybe make up for it but finished 18th here last year but hit it so well at sony he gained 8.3 t degree and 6.5 approach but just putted terribly. Lost four and a half strokes putting. Like that's a really high number. Still finished twenty seventh. So I think he's someone you can get away with here at seven thousand. You hope that you know he can he can kind of play really well at the north course and make it through the cut, which is all you want at seven under seven thousand. The other guy kind of like that. He's just a short hitter, makes it tough. Is uh, Camilo Viegas um, played really well at Sony uh, and and Amex? Like hit the ball really well, but putted terribly at both spots. So you kind of squint and get there at sixty four hundred. But I think I think Bramlett just makes a lot more sense at sixty seven hundred. Let me throw one other name here. Please do. Uh, another ball striker, another atrocious putter. If he actually gets the putting straight, it's fine. Emiliano Grio yep. is at 6,700. I could see uh, throwing a lineup in there with him if you needed, needed the savings. I think he's another guy that he, if his putter gets hot at all, then yep. he's going to be contending. And I he, have Stanley, by the way, in our, our season long league. Oh, I, li- I like that. I think he, I think he's a guy that make the cut this week. And you know, mm-hmm. at this event, there's a lot of money involved. I think making the cut's a big deal. Yeah, um, Grio hit it okay last week. Gained in T Green, gained a little bit of approach. Made the cut at Amex. You know, which is not you know three rounds, not easy to do. So yeah, I could see that. He's a guy that flashes. You're right. If he if he can putt it well and and kind of get hot, he's a, he's a really good iron player. Yeah. All right. Let's look from a gaming perspective on this. Here, we've looked at it from the uh, betting. I mean, from the DFS side. 
let's look at it from a sports betting side. Uh, I don't really have a good betting sheet, so I'm just going to rely on you, and uh, I'll see what it sticks out to me in the meantime here. Who do you like? Yeah, I, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting names here. And you, when you get this good of a field, you get a lot of the guys kind of push back. I mean, when you get John Rahm at 6-1, to one, you're just going to have you're gonna have some value on other guys. I just There's no way I can bet. I, I love Rahm. He's the best player in the world. There's no way I'm betting almost anyone at 6-1 to one in a good field like this. I mean, it's a full field event. I just think six to one is crazy. I acknowledge he's the best player in the world, but I just, I just can't do that. I'm going to jump back a little bit. I'm definitely going to bet uh, both Scotty Scheffler and Daniel Berger. Kind of no surprise when we're talking about with the DraftKings stuff, but right. they're both 20 to ones on DraftKings. I actually have another site here. I see both of them at 25 to one. I, I really like them both at 25 to one. If you like DJ, 25 to one is as good as a number as you're going to get all year. Probably if he starts playing well, you know, you're never going to see that number again. So I think that uh, right. just from a strictly a value perspective, that makes sense too. I know a lot of people like like Zalatoris, thirty to one. I can only take a couple of guys from this range in order to make it make sense. So it's gonna be Scheffler and Berger for me. Then I'm gonna drop back down. I'm gonna bet Aaron Wise at sixty five to one. Kind of made the case for him earlier. Um, a little bit scared that he hasn't played recently, but I think the form was really good in the swing season. I think he's he's worth a shot at sixty five to one. And then I've a little seen, bit. Uh, and by the way, can I interject real quick? Yeah, uh, at do. least according to BetMGM's odds on that we see on RotoWire, it's even eighty to one. So, oh, nice. Let's so say. But that a might good, have been uh, bet down since then too, you know. No, that's a good a good reminder to shop your lines. I'm just, I just happened to look at DraftKings when I when I did that. He was he was 65 there. Yeah. And the other guy I'm going to take a shot on 80 to 1. I'm going to play Keegan Bradley. I think this is a good setup for him. He's played well here. I think 80 to 1's a good price obviously. Just a few bucks there on such a long shot, but uh so Scheffler Burger Wise and Keegan for me and I might uh, I might add somebody else during the week. Um but that's kind of my that's kind of my main four as I was I was, was kind of getting my betting card set. Yeah. I I think all the BetMGM lines are a little higher, which makes me think they've all probably been bet down or adjusted since then, and we're probably not getting the absolute latest lines. But as always, do shop around. Uh, that's why it's super critical to do that, uh, that you might be able to find a, a better chance there. Uh, so check, make sure to check all that out. Uh, who's going to be the uh, most popular guy and that you might be avoiding, whether it's gaming or for, uh, D, uh, for DK? it's tough because all the popular guys are, are good for a, or, you know, popular for a reason. But I think for, for sure. me, it's going to be the top guys. I think it's going to be Rom and Shoffley just because I'm going to go, when I, when I go up there, I'm going to go JT and Berger instead. I think that'll be very different. I think a lot of people will have Shoffley at 10-1. I think a lot, everybody will, will want to get to Rom, but they'll, if, if they're kind of figuring out their lineups, like I can't quite get to Rom, I think the automatic go down will be Shoffley at, at 10-1. So I'm going to, I'm going to go Berger and JT instead. I know it's risky um, fading those top two guys, but I, I'm going to do it this week. All right. Uh, one and done. Who do you got? I'm going to go Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I'm going to go. He's a guy who has not won, but I think is a in a prime spot to do so. I think that uh, I want to I want to use someone that's really good here. I don't necessarily have to use an elite. Um, you know, I probably want to, you know, save Rom for a different tournament. Although I think if you, if you think he's going to win, I have no problem doing that. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go Scotty Scheffler this week is my one and done. How about you? I'm still debating, but uh, I think I'm going to go uh sam burns here i talked about him earlier uh and i don't think anybody else is going to use him this week i think everyone's going to pick other people i think xander is going to be super popular and one and done i think you're going to see some people go ahead and plunk down on rom and not yeah. save him for a major uh i'm, I'm hoping that i'm i'm running pretty low on the, on you know not compared to and compared to everyone else especially because i feel like i have to make up some ground I'm it's, in a, bad it's a pretty so good far. strategy because he's only 20 to one. So like the, the Vegas odds makers believe that he has a really good chance to win this week. And I think you're right. I don't think anybody will have him with the names that are kind of above and below him. Yeah, I think so too. All right. That's going to wrap up uh, our preview of the farmer's insurance open. Uh, 
fly safely, Jeff. Hopefully you join <laughs> us uh, again next week. Big thanks to you guys listening. Uh, we do appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Take care.